Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special E3 episode of Fans of the Genre. We're going to be doing little bite-sized episodes throughout the weekend and maybe um, early in the week, breaking down the press conferences as they go. Uh, Joining me today is Mikey Krieger. What's up? And Brian Swanson. Hi. I'm Rhodes Clark. I didn't say that. (laughs) Um, EA kicked things off on Saturday, June 10th with their EA Play press conference, which they tried very hard to not say E3 on stage a bunch um, uh, because this is not an E3 event. It's technically their own thing. It just happens right around the same time and in the same city. Coincidental. But but yeah, apparently, right. like, not near E3. Like, it's in no, LA, yeah. but apparently it's, like, on the other side of LA. Yeah, which, like, like, everyone's complaining about how far away this event is from yeah. that stuff. I wonder what the... Like, I understand, like, they're wanting to be more autonomous, not dependent upon E3, like Nintendo did a few years ago, where they, right. like... And Activision, didn't they used to do press conferences as well? That would have been a long time ago. I don't... Yeah. I can't actively remember in, like, recent history yeah. that they did. Because they, they usually... What they bring is usually, like, Call of Duty and Skylanders, and so it's... And they're on other people's stages. Exactly. Like, they... they I, which I think, you know, if you're looking at the business side of it, like... People are going to pay attention to their games anyways. Don't have a big press conference. Let somebody else put the time and energy into getting the resources to make a press conference. Yeah. Because that, yeah. that shit's really expensive. So, yeah. Um, well, uh, this was an interesting press conference in that there was like not a ton new. You know, like it's not a ton of like not like nothing was unexpected. I, I, it was I very safe. Say. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a lot of like. Um, They've really done a good job programming the the AI in their Android um, CEO. Uh, yes, he does, yeah. he's done a much better job at like giving presentations. Um, so so <laughs> that is something that exactly like I thought of immediately. Like, so I came in late. I was on my way home. Yeah. Uh, and started like right after the EA Sports things happened. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like and it popped in my head again. Like think about like Activision like making business sense to not come to E three. Yeah. It's like, and a lot of people were saying it once. Um, one of their, their like indie developer, their token indie developer came on. Um, yeah, who, who was like genuinely enthusiastic about his game. It's like they, yeah, they brought on like the like the head dude at EA, who is like like let me assure you, this game plays great. Yeah, and it's just like this game plays as well as it looks. It's like d- yeah, like, like th- this That's dude like, couldn't be selling these games even like any worse. Right. Like. <laughs> Like, so I work at a pizza company and that's like the CEO coming, talking about like, oh, like all of the cool ingredients. Like, no, let the chef come talk about it. Like, I talk to that dude all the time about ingredients and yeah. anytime that I'm like, oh, wait, we got this new thing. Like his eyes light up. He's like, dude, let me tell you about these ingredients. And I'm like, right. Get the like, people that are actively invested in it's like, yeah, get the, get the developer, out. get like the yeah. director of the game, like get one of the writers out there to be like, you guys, this game's fucking dope. Like, <laughs> like, especially the Star Wars people, like you get the people who like, you know, like those are people who like live, breathe, like th- their livelihood is Star Wars. Like they're huge fans yeah. of Star Wars. Like let them Mitch come Dyer. out and be like, yeah, like, yeah, it would have been cool to see Mitch Dyer out there. Yeah. But um, in, instead you get like the suit who's like trying so hard to like relate. And it's like, this yeah. seems so disingenuous. Like that's what like Phil Spencer, like at Xbox. Yeah. Like that's why that dude works. Like, cause that, that dude is like, the head honcho and he's very much like a businessman, but that dude mm-hmm. fucking loves games. Yeah. yeah like totally. if, if uh, Sony brought out Shuhei Yoshida to actually talk on stage, I'd be like, I would genuinely oh. buy everything that dude says about all those games. Like that dude's yeah. awesome. I feel like Jack Trenton did a pretty decent job. Yes. Oh, Jack Trenton I, was the best. I, I actually miss, miss Kaz Harai. Yeah. Too. Jack and Kaz were awesome, but like, yeah, I, that's like a game. That sounds like a game right there. Jack and Kaz. Jack and oh, Kaz. Dude, I would play the fuck out of that game. If they 
Yeah, if they did like a job simulator stuff type <laughs> thing where you're playing as Jack Tretton and Kaz Rai in like Sony 2010, that would be great. No, 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 no. What I want is like a 3D action platformer where, you know, they mm. have like obligatory partners where it's like Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, ukulele. <laughs> um, yep. Like, give me. Yeah, but the, that's one that I was trying to think of. I was like, I don't know why I thought of ukulele over Banjo Kazooie. Sly and Cooper, yeah. Sly and Cooper. Um, oh, wow. Pet, so, pet detectives. Let's go back to uh, EA. Um, one thing that I wanted to get out of the out of the way real quick is like everyone talks about how E3 is a um, like a business conference mostly. Like companies are trying to pitch their shit to investors. Um, and I know that EA, EA Play is technically not part of E3, but like for all intents and purposes, it's part of E3. Yeah. So my question always comes back to like, why do they give so much lip service to like content creators and YouTubers and uh, and like I don't think investors care about like um like the stories of people that like win Madden tournaments. You know well, what I mean? Well, like I don't understand what the point of some of this stuff is. It, it, it creates for a really bad press conference because none of this stuff seems authentic. It's because, and that, that's exactly why it doesn't work is because it's not authentic uh I, I didn't read the really cool article about like stop using esports to like yeah do your marketing like like that's not esports um i think it's you know like them trying to piece their shareholders where like they know streaming's huge they know yeah. that like the youtube market's huge and like they think that, that just by throwing those faces in there it's like oh my god gamers are gonna love this they're gonna relate sure. to this so much that makes right. sense and like and yeah. i guess if it were us like i guess waypoint isn't a good example because they are a like a critic site but like you know if people brought in like rooster teeth where it's yeah. like like people would be like oh shit like you, like rooster teeth's in on this like i'm down like it's legitimate yeah okay that makes like, sense like they, they, brought, yeah. they brought i just on there like i just yeah. has a huge following and like her following's right. probably like oh okay this is really cool but right for us who like if you don't follow those people even if you do have someone who's like similarly like um like if you know uh, Double Fine brought out like Jeff Gerstmann from Giant Bomb. We'd be like, okay, cool. And like, yeah. Even though I think we would probably be like into whatever Tim Schafer's doing, regardless. But like, right. But like, I think it's just it might be that it's just the people we like that we follow, and it's not those people. Yeah. But um, from the business side of it, it's like, oh yeah, like gamer kids sure love these. Like, right. And it, if the YouTubers into it right. or streamers into it, it's there's a sign that it'll do well. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I think that just like the shareholders are like kind of just ignorant to like what actually will resonate in a press conference for people. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. them just seeing those faces are like, got it. You get, you guys did it. Yep. I will say, I feel for the guy that the YouTuber that went up there and sort of just like, I missed that choked a bit. Oh he, man. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't go back and watch it either. I, that, that's what I'm going to do. Like whenever we hang up is watch that. Yeah. He, he went on stage oh, and was no. introducing need for speed. And he's just like, I, I'm a YouTuber and we all like cars, and I, I'm a YouTuber because yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you, skills at being well, a really really strong YouTuber do not translate to live like live presentation video. Oftentimes, yeah. that's why a lot of YouTubers aren't streamers, for example. It's and it's why a lot of YouTubers. It's why you see a lot of like hard snap cuts in YouTube videos yeah. where yeah. like they edit out awkward pauses and stuff. Anyway, I think we should uh, go through all the major announcements. Um, these aren't going to be in order because I'm I'm taking something from a Kotaku article that. Um, doesn't list it chronologically. So uh, they brought out Janina. I'm gonna. I don't really want to. Well, you could go from Vanguard. the bottom up to go chronologically. That's fine. I'm already at the top. 
They brought out Janita Gavankar, who is an uh, actor from like the League and a couple other things. Um, yeah, she was also Shiva Kamini Samakandagram from the League. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yep, and uh, she is the playing the lead character in the new Star Wars Battlefront Two, which has a campaign. And they showed a couple things about the campaign, but mostly they spent thirty minutes talking about the multiplayer. And this goes back to what we were talking about with esports. Uh, they were doing like shout casting and commentary over a Star Wars Battlefront match. That we weren't like, sure if it was live or not, to be honest. I think it probably was. I think it was pre-recorded. Um, really? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, if they're going to distance themselves and try to gain the autonomy of not being at E3, like, I think them kind of doing what Nintendo does. Like, because you remember Nintendo's mm-hmm. big snafu with the the Wii remote um, right. for Skyward Sword, where like it stopped working and like apparently Shigeru Miyamoto went and just like blew up on yeah. everyone. Like, what the yeah. fuck went wrong? Um, I think it's there's a pretty good chance that like it's and like the the one point where it's like oh like what happens like if you get shot on this thing oh you got shot on that thing like yeah there, there were yeah like, like we're being conspiracy theorists about it but yeah no and and you know when they would switch cameras to different player perspectives the the title cards introducing the player's handle came up a little too quickly for it to be live yeah. i think um so you're probably right but um, my problem with the shoutcasting and commentary wasn't so much that it was pre-recorded was that like Yo, no one is playing Star Wars competitively. Like, no one is playing that to be an esport. I don't care, like, yeah. what the objectives are. And this was a point that I saw people talking about all the time. Like, like you're, when you're playing Star Wars, you're like, oh, shit, I'm a droid right now, and this feels awesome. Or, like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm a clone trooper. Like, or, like, I'm Darth Maul fighting Boba Fett, which would never happen. Yeah. You're not, like, you know, like, yeah, like, it'd be great if you won a match, an objective-based match, but you're not playing to, like... Kick ass! You're just playing to like yeah. be in a Star Wars setting. It was really bizarre. It, se- it yeah. seemed like they were trying to capitalize on like the battlefield style thing. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say what, what stood out to me is like they opened it up with like them showing John Boyega's tweet, where it's like, "Hey, we're gonna get like like a real good single player campaign," and like everyone's responses to it, like, "Like yeah. we got it, we heard you, we're gonna have a single yeah. player campaign." Like for like five minutes, and then like half an hour, it's like, "All right, online multiplayer." It's like, yeah, it was really weird. So like that was the other thing that they did a lot was like they were totally self-aware of like player feedback um, for a lot of their games. I think Madden, Battlefront, as an example, but they never mentioned Mass Effect Andromeda yeah. <laughs> during the one hour they had on stage. See, and, anyway. and that's that's why like leading up to that game, like like this is a conversation from three months ago, but like yeah, where like everyone was so crazy about the game, it's like we never saw anything. Yeah, um, and like. And I guess this could lead into the next topic, which like so we agree Battlefront Two looks dope. I'm happy that yeah, like real quick, like it looks like like the video looks like an HD remaster of playing feed on Battlefront. This right? is what like the, the prequel should have 20- been. Like yeah. th- th- this is the like penultimate. Like this is the best version of the prequels, and I'm so fucking yeah. excited for it because I love the lore of the prequels and like I'm all like the books surrounding that time. Before. Yeah, but just the movies are so so bad, and this could like yeah. Like this could retroactively make people like okay about the prequels, like yeah, on a whole. Um, but Brian, you said that Max had like a really cool take on what did he say about the yeah, Battlefront? So? Max Max Scoville of uh, of IGN mentioned that it's like this is the first time we're probably going to see battle droids and uh, the other like CG from the prequels in a better quality than the source material, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I, I just think that like this is like an example of EA really looking for some grace in their like in, in how more or less bad they botched the first game. 
Um, yeah. And then if you if you look at the all the gameplay that they showed at the conference too, it was all intentionally in third person, right? Because they really mm-hmm. needed to make it look like the original battle battle uh, ground or Battlefront. Battlefront. Yeah. So, so like battles. I thought that was really weird that like every character is playing in third person. I'm like. I, I had to be like, did they remove first person? Like, I actually thought that for a minute. I was yeah. like, this seems like a weird way to play this game. Um, I think it would look too much like battle, uh, Battlefield if they if they did any first person yeah, gameplay. I'm with Brian. I think uh, I rarely hopped over to first person in Battlefront 2015, but I was I think, all third person in the original Battlefronts. For, I think it's yeah. still gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Battlefront 2 looks dope. Uh, yeah. I want to see more of the single player. Um, Me too. But that does lead us into our next thing about Bioware, um, where they announced their new game called Anthem, yeah. which is a really cool name for a game. And uh, I don't know. It looks like it's sort of tough to describe, but it looks sort of like generic sci-fi mech stuff. But uh, I'd be so, curious to see what, what comes from this. So, Brian, mm-hmm. how would you have felt if the uh, music to the to the trailer was the Anthem by Good Charlotte? Oh man, that, I, I wouldn't have liked that, but because I don't like Good Charlotte. Neither do I. I, 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 I would have loved that. <laughs> I would have thought that was the funniest thing in the fucking world. But yeah, uh, yeah like it's. I don't know. Like I'm giving Bioware the benefit of the doubt, even though, even though, like I was very like cautious about Andromeda, and like when it came out, I was kind of like didn't feel like validated, and like that I was happy that they like didn't put out a good game, but I was kind of like. All right, like, I'm glad that I could like that I spotted this and like couldn't mm-hmm. feel for it and like right now I'm kind of in that same spot and, like and also we're gonna hear more about it in like a few hours at Xbox's right. uh, conference so yeah. I'm totally withholding judgment but like from that like that's not enough to get me super invested especially since it looks like Destiny with a little bit of like the original Titanfall's like rustic aesthetic. Yeah, is this? Yeah. yeah, is this uh, Dylan? Did they just change the? Yeah, name. I think Dylan okay. was just the internal name, like the revolution gotcha. to we. Uh, cool. I'm excited for it because I'm the Bioware apologist, but um, true. I, I brought it up to a couple friends yesterday and they were like, oh, Bioware, you mean the company that hasn't made a good game in over five years? And I was like, what, Dragon Damn. Age, dude? Your friends sound fun at parties. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, but, and, like, and even <laughs> then, Andromeda wasn't terrible. It was just like not to the level of Mass Effect. And, and yeah. I think to their point, it was it was not to the level of Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. But oh, I I, I just think that like it, it's also just really hard to be like yeah, but like Andromeda was made by these guys and Anthem yeah, you made by these guys. I was talking to people who have who are into games last night, but are are not super like aware of who makes what, you know? Yeah. And there, someone was like, "You should check out the Bioshock collection. I think you'd really like it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I've played all those games." I would pick it up just because I haven't played Minerva's Den. And uh, the people who made Minerva's Den went on to make other games that I really, really like. But to everyone else, it's all probably the same company in their heads. Like, yeah. they don't yeah. understand that, yeah. Well, it's like, anyway. like Nintendo. It's like, oh, I'm going to go play, like, this Kirby game. And it's like, that, that may suck. Or, like, Tom- I'm going to go play Tomodachi Life. Like, versus, like, oh, yeah. this, these same guys that made Tomodachi Life made Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The guy, yeah. uh, the team who made... Okay, the director of Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, came out on stage. He had a really authentic and genuine presentation about his new game called A Way Out, which is a co-op prison break game, which seems really cool. Uh, Brothers had really cool mechanics where like, you'd control one person with one thumbstick, one uh, character with the other, and you needed to like combine those mechanics to like get through the environment. Uh-huh. And this seems to be... Uh, they mentioned a, a bunch that it's like built for split screen co-op and you're not yeah. going to get the full um 
experience unless you're playing it with someone else on the and, same couch. And uh, so I'm pretty so. Okay, I'm seeing it now on Kotaku because uh, GameSpot and IGN both said like this is a couch co-op game. It is not. It, yeah. you can play it. You online. can play online. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said that too. He said couch co-op he, or online. Yeah, but but then like immediately following it, like I I just kind of hopped between like three different streams of different outlets, yeah. and they all said it's a couch co-op game, and I'm like, that's not right. 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 Um, I think that like it is intended to be played. That's couch fake co-op, news. But you can definitely play online. That's but fake news from IGN. That game looks pretty interesting. Um, yeah. It, it was a really good trailer, really evocative, but I think that I need to see more in action um, to, like, reserve... I have to reserve my judgment. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be the... in Like, what, like, Inside was to Limbo? I don't think this is going to be to Brothers. Like... Yeah. I... It, it does... Like, I'm very intrigued, especially just, like, that dude's general enthusiasm and his beautiful broken yeah. English. Like, so I wasn't totally paying attention when he came on. And I was like, oh, who's this fucking handsome man? He must be another suit. And then I was like, oh, no, this is just a very delightful Swedish gentleman who yeah. made a really good game. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm in, did, did you guys see his, uh, his concept art? That, <laughs> or yeah, like his, this morning. Like his sketchings that he uh, tweeted this morning? No, no. Uh, it's the most rudimentary, like, stick figure, like, things. And, like, he paired it with, like, the in-game things that came to fruition. Like, it's, like, kindergarten-level, like, stick figures oh, that's and awesome. it's and like from this guy who's like he's a legitimate like film director who like made a bunch of like very acclaimed like small films uh and then was like i'm gonna make video games now and made a dope mm-hmm. ass video game like just his concept art of this is just like the most rudimentary just yeah. pencil drawings and it's beautiful i love it so much the game looks really cool uh it's got yeah. a very like uh, it's got a very like undefined aesthetic, I would say, with it. Like some moments looks kind of very like seventies, other moments that maybe it's a little more modern. Um, yeah, it looks a little generic. I, I like this like, kind art, of art style wise. Yeah, I, the, the art style like I keep going back and forth on. Like it's weirdly like kind of cartoonish and like the colors and like some of like the features, but then like you look at some of the moments and it's like, uh, yeah. like like as so I'm like looking at the concept In art the with woods. Yeah, like the like the shot where he's like hugging his daughter, like is it like a legit like it looks like a Naughty Dog game almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I have a question have, for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Actually, go finish your thought. Sorry. Uh, people were just comparing it a lot to Naughty Dog's sort of work, which is interesting. See, and yeah, maybe like, setting your bar a little high. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's part of the problem. Like the aesthetic is like a bit, especially like when they're like I have the Kotaku article open and like the image for the video is like it looks like Naughty Dog where, like, Nathan Drake and his brother are going to bust through that oh, door. Yeah. Bust through a door by holding down triangle. Yeah, um, um, yeah. but, yeah, like, it looks a little more cartoony, like, not in, like, a juvenile way, just, like... Totally. In a way, it's like, this is still a video game, and it's still, like, and it's yeah. made, made by a small studio. Yep. But I'm excited. Hey, do you guys have the need for speed? No. Okay, you know, this game looks dope. I think it looks like a really fun, playable Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, and it's called Need for Speed Payback, by the way. Um, I've had fun. The, the the Need for Speed that came out when the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One launched, I can't remember what that one's called. Is that just Need for was, Speed, I think? Uh, no, Hot, Hot Pursuit. It might have been Hot Pursuit. It was, um, it was the cop one. Well, there's been a couple cop ones, but yeah. This, it was actually pretty fun, and this looks like an evolution of that style with a little bit more of like the burnout slash split-second like crash modes and stuff. I don't See, know. It looks like, really fun. It, it makes me want burnout, and then... I think Nick Robinson tweeted like the perfect response to it. It's like, man, it really sucks seeing these cars like go into like, yeah. like these amazing crashes and then seeing the like the cars coming out like pretty much unscathed because they're licensed. 
Yeah, if these cars could get wrecked, I'd be super stoked. Yeah, no, and, and I think that was it for me. I was like, like this makes me want a burnout game, but it's very yeah. clearly not a burnout game. The same yeah. BMMG.drive. <laughs> yeah, we've been, uh, we've been spoiled. We have. Carboys, check it out. Um, let's blow through these last couple of things, because uh, I don't think they're that interesting. They, they kind of opened up things after Madden with uh, stuff about Battlefield 1 um, and how it's getting... A big expansion with new maps uh, featuring the Russian army along with, quote, the iconic women's battalion of death. Um, Which is cool. They're finally getting like representation in there after like having one of yeah. the one of the Harlem Hellfighters on the cover. And then and then they're unplayable. Well, yeah. so the, the, the very first mission it, you yeah. are playing as them, but it's that mission the tutorial. is. Yeah, the mission's the tutorial. And you it's like and it's gone. Well, and, yep. and it's highlighting the like. Like oh this person died you hop to the next person kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's like oh you put like one of the most badass parts of the of World War One and like the, and like it's like a, a bunch of black men from America and they they totally yeah. like kicked ass and like defeated a lot of like negative stereotypes and imagery of African Americans and you put them in there to just get fucking slaughtered yeah like cool thanks guys um so that'll be interesting this stuff looks really cool if you're still into battlefield one and actually all this is reminding me one of the cool things that they mentioned about battlefield or battlefront two is that all of the content like all the major maps and characters and all the like gameplay changing features are going to be free post-launch games as a service baby yeah kind of like the overwatch model and i'm sure you'll be playing paying uh, microtransactions for cosmetics which in a star wars game i am all for (laughs) Um, so yeah because right now if i could just straight up buy maze uh, anniversary skin, I would, but yeah, like <laughs> fix that Star Wars. Let me do that. In your so, game. so like, I think my issue with the Battlefield One content is the same issue I have with the A Way Out stuff is that it just makes the game look like there's so much more to it than there really is. Like, interesting Battlefield One. Like, if like most people are just playing that big team battle mode where you like just fucking yeah. stand up, walk into an alley, get sniped. Like, yeah, hey, that's hey Brian, my experience. Yeah, welcome to E3. That's what E3 is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, this looks amazing. Oh, it came out and it's kind of what they made it at E3. So yeah, it's just I think that Battlefield. Yeah, I'm with you. Specifically, gets gets a lot of that. Like, yeah, you're doing a horse spear run and then <laughs> you're actually just like standing up and then dying. Like a classic Battlefield say, horse spear run. I will. <laughs> I will say. On this very website, Kotaku.com, every Monday and Thursday, they do Highlight Reel, yeah. uh, which is a really fun series where they just like to talk, like show either bugs or really cool gameplay moments from games that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Battlefield 1 has had staying power in that series since it came out, because there's some really wild shit that happens yeah. in that game. So, yeah. so it's true. I don't know. The, uh, the, the moments that happen are that are truly uniquely Battlefield, they're still there. I think it's just, you have to be really good or really lucky, lucky to see them. Say, so I was about to chime in with a moment that I thought was from one of those, but then I remembered it was Touch the Skyrim. Um, <laughs> where where he karate's ev- yeah he karate's everyone yeah. into that big hole yeah and I was like oh yeah that cool Skyrim moment I was like oh no that was a, like a thousand mods put on Skyrim but. yep uh, moving on Madden 18 is getting a melodramatic story mode Friday Night they're Lights baby they're all getting stories uh, that's, that's FIFA, the real news here FIFA 18 is getting new animations and signature moves and it's being fueled, fueled by, by Ronaldo, Ronaldo which is my favorite um, emo record label <laughs> I, uh, I wish that there were a character skin. Yeah, I wish there were character skin for uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, where it's his statue, because he's the guy that had that notoriously awful statue made of him in Spain. I think I saw a uh, Photoshop of that 
of that statue on the game cover, which is pretty no, sweet. I, I want that to be a playable skin in the game. Ah, I see. Like, I, I would buy FIFA 18 if that were a playable skin in the game. Um, and then NBA Live also has another sort of... Uh, they're bringing back basketball. They haven't had an NBA Live game in a, a couple of years because they kept on failing yeah, to they, 2K. They, they finally got the licensing, and then they made, like, two really shitty yeah. games. Like, oh, we yeah. should step back. Um, and that will also have some sort of, like rise to prominence mode where you start off in the streets and you're doing like amateur stuff and then you get into the NFL or <laughs> that's football. Um, you have a sink <laughs> in the NFL and then you play uh, in the NBA so later. The, the funny thing about so. that is that like that's been a trend in the NFL lately where they just take basketball players to, oh, to like go and that. yeah like Jimmy Graham was a basketball player. Um, hmm. One of the Seahawks' offensive linemen last year was a dude that had never played football. They like mm-hmm. took him out of college where he played basketball and they're like here we're going to teach you how to play the offensive line so that would that wouldn't be <laughs> too unrealistic if they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, running a little bit low on time. Do you guys have any comments on the or thoughts on the sports stuff? No, no. It's, okay, but it's I will safe. Yeah, I do want to talk about the second best thing, uh, or the, the best thing that wasn't Star Wars from yesterday. Uh, Square Enix put out a Kingdom Hearts trailer. Ooh, um, oh yeah. That so part of it was maybe a little bit that I got really into uh, Polygon's. Watch uh, live streaming and ranking of all the Kingdom Hearts intros, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I forgot how much I love Kingdom Hearts." And yeah. th- then I finished that, and like 15 minutes later, Kingdom Hearts three tra- trailer came out, and I'm like, "Fuck! I'm about to buy the HD 1.5 plus 2.5 remix." Gonna get all the Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> yeah, which is like um, only like 50 bucks on PlayStation Store, but I, I almost yeah. made a really, really uh, spur of the moment decision last night where I was just high on Kingdom Hearts, and I'm like. Oh my god! I need to fucking get my Kingdom Hearts fix because Kingdom Hearts three looks dope as fuck. Oh my Smoking god! Smoking the Keyblade. Oh yeah, I'm just snorting lines off that Keyblade. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think there's still something about the way they show that game that makes all the environment seem really like empty to me. Um, so we'll see. I like I I I remember when I was in seventh grade when the last Kingdom Hearts when Kingdom Hearts two came out. Uh, I was stoked and I beat it in like two weeks and I was waiting for three but since then my um interest in kingdom hearts has declined like tenfold so um yeah so there's gonna be like another trailer um at the disney expo in july so we'll get more information about that then let's like wrap it up and just sort of talk about e3's position here i i think jason schreier akutaku tweeted something that was like no offense to the kind people at ea but they should stop doing press conferences and Uh I don't know. I don't think they do a very good job of it. I think they, I don't think I think Mikey's like Mikey said they don't have a uh, a voice on their stage very often that gets to talk from like actual passion versus like mm-hmm. you know that big like top down view of of the yeah. company. So yeah. maybe they should stop and reevaluate who they have talking about their their stuff. Yeah, we'll see. I'm really excited for the rest of the the show though. Um, me too. For for Mikey, who lost his audio, uh, I'm Rhodes Clark. I'm Brian Swanson. And you'll hear from us <laughs> uh, post Bethesda and post Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thanks Bye. for uh, thanks for joining us. Bye.